0: Jordan was born February 2nd, 1983. He is of Inuit and Ukrainian descent. He is both the first Inuk player and the first player to grow up in Nunavut to participate in an NHL game. Tutu is known for his charity and community outreach work, especially in northern communities. Since his retirement from hockey, his main focus has been given back to the indigenous community. Growing up, it was tough for Jordan since he lived in the Yukon. He didn't have the best access to coaches and equipment. Jordan was taught hockey from his father, and he grew his passion for hockey from there. He was a natural hockey player and eventually led him to playing in the MJHL for OCM Blizzard. He played there alongside his brother named Terrence. Terrence struggled with alcohol addiction. Jordan ended up losing his brother to suicide shortly after being drafted to the NHL this affected Jordan a lot because they were so close. The city of Nashville gave him a warm welcome after they knew his situation which allowed him to adore the city and go on to play there for eight seasons. Jordan finished his career with 723 games played, 65 goals, and 96 assists. Jordan started his own foundation so he could help out his community and people in need. The Team Tutu Foundation started in 2015 after Jordan was nominated for the NHL Foundation Player Award. This award was designated to a player that exhibits valued characteristics to the NHL, commitment, perseverance, and teamwork. Tutu's recognition comes from all the work he has done in his hometown of Rankin, Inlet, Nunavut, and nationally. In 2012, during the NHL hockey lockout, Jordan Tutu went to his hometown of Rankin Inlet, Nunavut, to host his first ever Team Tutu hockey camp for the local kids. Tutu's main focus of the camp was making sure the kids were having fun and being able to enjoy themselves as a community. It's going to be a really positive atmosphere. You're going to learn hockey skills, but you're also going to learn life skills and teamwork, he said. Hello and welcome to Indigenous Heroes. On today's episode, we will be talking about Jordan Tutu and what he has accomplished as an Indigenous athlete and as an Indigenous person. My name is Samuel Flint and I hope you enjoy. Jordan said one of the main reasons he's stepping away from professional hockey is because of the current suicide epidemic back in his community. Jordan spoke on the suicide statistics in Nunavut and said, For me to give back and to reach out to a lot of people who are struggling, I've been there. I've been on the dark side, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. In order for life to change, you have to be willing to accept hard times and keep moving forward. Jordan announced his retirement officially to Twitter in 2017 saying, I'm at peace with myself. As a kid, I never envisioned my career being this long. I didn't envision myself being a role model for the Indigenous communities. He has truly helped a lot of Indigenous people in a lot of communities. There's no doubt in my mind that a lot of young Indigenous children look up to him as a role model because he's such a great person. This concludes our first Indigenous athlete. Our next Indigenous athlete will be Tom Longbow. We hope you stick around and listen to the rest of our podcast. Thomas Charles Longboat was born July 4, 1887, and died January 9, 1949. He was an Onondaga distance runner from the Six Nations Reserve near Brantford, Ontario, and for much of his career, he was a long-distance runner. He was known as the Bulldog of Britannia and was a soldier in the Canadian Expeditionary Force during World War I. When Longboat was a child, a Mohawk resident of the reserve, Bill Davis, who in 1901 finished second in the Boston Marathon, interested him in running races. He began racing in 1905, finishing second in the Victoria Day race at Caledonia, Ontario. His first important victory was in the Around the Bay Road race in Hamilton, Ontario in 1906, which he won by three minutes. In 1907, He won the Boston Marathon in a record time of 2 hours, 24 minutes, and 24 seconds over the old 24 and a half mile course. Four minutes and 59 seconds faster than any of the previous 10 winners of the event, he collapsed. However, in the 1908 Olympic Games Marathon, along with several other lead-in runners and a rematch was organized the same year at Madison Square Garden in New York City, Longboat won this race turned professional and in 1909 at the same venue won the title of professional champion of the world by defeating Dorando Piazzelli and Alfred Shrub in front of sellout crowds. Tom Longboat had a tough early life. He grew up on a small farm where his father died when he was only 3 years old he was enrolled at the Mohawk Institute residential school at age 12 a legal obligation under the Indian Act at the time he hated life and the school where he was pressured to give up his Onondaga beliefs in favor of Christianity he was also expected to give up his language after one unsuccessful escape attempt Bob tried again and reached the home of his uncle his uncle hid him from authorities After Longboat's athletic successes, he was invited to speak at the Institute. He refused, stating that I wouldn't even send my dog to that place. At the time, Tom Longboat was one of the first big-name Indigenous athletes. He was a big inspiration for a lot of the Indigenous peoples, because of how good he was at winning and running. He was no doubt one of the greatest marathon runners of all time. This concludes the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed everything I had to say. I also hope you learned something about Jordan Tutu and Thomas Longboat. Thanks so much for listening. Sam out.